welcome to Off Topic with Mike and JD. I think I'm JD. I'm pretty sure I'm Mike. And welcome to our show. So, as you see, I got my fancy bow tie on. You know why? Because we're talking about the Oscars. Woo! That's right, yeah. the Super Bowl of movies is here again. Uh, I've seen some of the movies. Mike's seen none of the movies. Yet we're going to... So neither of us are really that informed, yet we're going to share our opinions on it anyway. I love the fact that, you know, normally, as somebody who loves film, I make a concerted effort to check out every single uh, Oscar frontrunner, you know, either as it's coming out or after the fact, you know, I'll, I'll buy them and, or stream them or whatever. And I love the fact that the year where they're the most accessible to me and also the year that I wind up talking about them publicly on the internet is the, is the year in which I'm the least informed about any of these movies. But that won't stop me from oh. making hardline predictions and getting roughly 50%. Well, th this is the internet. That's the whole point of it, to talk about things you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so, all right, so you want to... So what do you want to start off with, Mike? Which category? Well, uh, let's let's start with the um, let's start with the lower, not lower ones, but let's start with the you know let's go in roughly the order that the Academy goes and start with the smaller awards and get to the big one last. Mm. So so what? You want to talk talk about the technical awards? Yeah, let's start with technical awards. I've seen ten. Uh, well. <laughs> I've, I've, we've had outstanding discussion. Some people, like, was that nominated for Best Sound? I can't remember. Because um, no, it was not. It was nominated it, for Best Special Effects. Okay, good. Okay, because it was at one point a, a contender for Best Sound. I'm like, how is it a contender when that was also extremely criticized? Like, that made no sense look, to me. But no, Best Sound well, is most likely going to go to the movie that literally has sound in the title of it. Right, exactly. I, I couldn't agree like, more. If, if you have the word sound in your movie title, you have to win best sound. That's just is it? the like, I, I That's one of the ones I haven't seen, but from what I see, I, I, like the basic story about it is about a rock musician who starts to lose his hearing. And just, yo, yeah. again, this is, judging by the trailers, it seems that it has a lot of, like, like to show how it, like, suddenly sound cuts or, like, show, like, little sounds intensify. Like, I think... Which, like I said, haven't seen the film. It seems to be done really cool, though. Yeah, go. I've heard a lot of I've had a lot, a lot of really good things about that. What do you think? While we're on the topic of sound, um, of them combining the categories of sound editing and sound mixing, do you think that's? I mean, it means I, less awards, but I mean, if you ask the average person I, I on the street, what? I think it makes hundred percent sense because I know films. I study films in school. I, I can't even tell you what the difference between sound editing and sound mixing is. Like, so, so and you'll know half the people voting, like, because, I mean, yeah, sure, the people in the sound category, like, the people who do the technical stuff, they know the actual difference from it. But a lot of the academies are not technical people. There's a lot of actors and writers. And you know those people don't know the difference either. So, right. I think it just makes sense. Because sound is something easy. Oh, okay, it's the, the sound of the movie. But sound mixing, sound editing, is way too hard to make a clear distinction that people who are not involved in the technical 
facts of it could tell. Like I said, I'm, like I said, I'm sure now people involved in it could explain lengthy differences, but the point is the average person is not going to understand that. Right, I agree. I agree. I think, you know, while it does mean less awards, I think it means shortening the ceremony, which has been a, a complaint for a long time. And I think, uh, you know, if you want to award more technical awards, that, the, you know, the, they have the night before for that. So I think it's, mm -hmm. it's a good move to, to sh consolidate the two categories. All right, so... Um, All right, so visual effects, let's go with. Okay, I feel well... Like Tenet well... I feel like Tenet wins this by default because all the movies that would have competed for this are the movies that didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I mean, again, I'm biased as pretty much the only film we're going to talk about today that I have seen. Uh, I think it is it is a shoe in to win. I think it's the only film on this list that is really groundbreaking from just from what I know about the production. Maybe the Midnight Sky would be the only uh, thing I could see as you know maybe stealing that, but. But, but I mean, you I, also got to consider the fact that that's probably a movie, let's be honest, half the Oscar voters didn't even watch because they're, like, they, like, they're supposed to watch every film. They don't. Let's be real. Like, like not a lot of these people are not watching every single film. Let's just be real here. So a lot of people probably didn't even watch The Midnight Sky. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So let's see. What, what See, production design is another award. I don't fully get yet get what it means. To be honest, to me, um, you know, it's a lot about like the sets and the art direction. You know, uh, like the overall design of the movie. Like, I mean that that sounds redundant, but um, you know, they used to call this category best art direction. Uh, back mm. in the day, so yeah, I, I usually well, just think of it as all like, the sets were literally painted. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what do you usually think of it? Is? I, I I feel like it either has to be again tenant, just because I think a lot of the visuals were interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people saying that you know you can say what you will about tenant in terms of the story and the dialogue and the sound, but. It was a very pretty movie, and it did a lot of visuals that I haven't seen in a movie before. Not just in terms of the special mm -hmm. effects, but like the ideas and and visuals being presented mm -hmm. to the viewer. Um, I think maybe Mank is the only other one I could see. Like, I mean, I guess you know people love their black and white period looking movies. That is true. So maybe that one. But again, I got to vote for Tenet because it's the one I've seen. Alright, so then let's go with um, editing. Okay, now this is a award I I do. I edit these videos. You, you might not tell, but yes, these videos are edited to a degree. <laughs> so, so uh, do you have the list of the nominees for editing on mm -hmm. you? Yes. Uh, I, the uh, we'll, we'll read them out because I can't remember. The Father, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman. No Man, it's No Man. Sound of Metal and Trial of Chicago Seven. Now, really, Tenet wasn't nominated for this. Nope, it was not. See, that surprises me because a lot of the effects, like the reverse effects and stuff, that's all done, done mostly through editing. Like, like that, a lot stuff, of clever yeah. editing was. 
Yeah, so yeah. you... I, like, I was a huge fan of Tenet, but I really thought it should... Maybe not win it, but at least get nominated for it. So I, I can I, definitely so see that. Without, so without Tenet... Hmm. I can see it going to the father because it's a acclaimed film that's like kind of they don't have a category to award it in so it's like oh well here's your like you know consolation prize almost mm-hmm. yeah I could definitely see that you know I feel like a lot of times you know they'll sneak in a a film that they want to give accolades to that maybe isn't going to win best picture exactly um uh, costume you, design what do you think is going to win oh for me um yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe, I think maybe promising young woman for almost the same reason. I feel like that's something that might not win other awards that they maybe want to give some love to, but hard to say. I'm very passionate about editing, but I I have not seen these, so I feel like I'm doing the a disservice. Uh, right, so uh, costume design. Um. That's um Meg is nominated for that, right? Yeah. That they they love to give it to period pieces. Like that's I was gonna like, say. like what they like to do a lot. I I want I would I would say I want Mulan to win just because like some of the some of the colors just even from the trailers, like some of the colors in mm. these costumes are just like fabulous. But like you said, I mean mm. I feel like Hollywood loves loves uh, period pieces. And even though Mank is nominated for 10 different awards, I think this could be another one of those situations where the, the like, quote-unquote, clear frontrunner winds up, you know, winning almost no awards. Because it's so much like, oh, yeah. it's nominated for everything, but it wins nothing. You know, or maybe... Yeah, like one or two I could very well see Mank being that movie. You know, um, mm. so, I could, so. so I'm going to say Mank also for best costume. And then, um, what's up for makeup? Makeup and hairstyling. Hair we got Emma, uh, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Mank, and Pinocchio. See, okay, I, uh, I got just seen images for Pinocchio. It looks really quality in makeup, but it's also another film that I don't see, I think a lot of them probably didn't watch, so... Mm-hmm. And this, I could definitely see it going to make because uh, for the same reason of costume design, they 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 like it. But I, the mom when black bottom, I thought because the way they really transformed Viola Davis, like like they they made her look like ugly, like like which was accurate because Marlene her the real Marlene herself, oh never denied the fact that she was an ugly person, not to be. Offensive, but like this, this is from what she said herself, and mm-hmm. so the, like the transformation they did with Viola Davis in, in that, like she looked almost unrecognizable. So I think they deserve it. Mm. I could totally see that. For the same reason, I'm gonna give my tip of the hat to Hillbilly Elegy. I feel like um, what they did with Amy Adams and Glenn Close to make them, you know, hillbilly them up. And I think Glenn Close mm-hmm. is a very celebrated actress who kind of hasn't yes. won anything in a while. I think this would be a this would be for the same reason of like you know they are unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the poster and you see these two hillbillies on the on the you know mm-hmm. 
on the poster, you yeah. wouldn't know that's Amy Adams in Glenn Close. Yeah. All right, so how about let's do cinematography next. Okay. So we got Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. See, now, if I was a voter, I would definitely give it to News of the World because... Kind of because that movie just I thought got kind of snubbed in the Oscars. I, it's I saw it. I saw that movie and I loved it. Like mm-hmm. it was just such a good. It was a good movie. Well acted, all around, uplifting. It was like, it was just a very good film. Like, like so. I think maybe that'd be a way you know to. So if I was voting, I would want to reward that film. Though that might not be the best way to vote because, you know, I'm not. I'm not really voting so much on the category or much as much as on my feelings. So. Yeah, yeah. But it does have impressive cinematography. Like it's not like oh, this movie has terrible cinematography. No, it has good cinemat- great cinematography. Maybe not the best out of the nominees, but the cinematography is great impressive because especially they film it in these wide open spaces and stuff. Because you know it's a western. Right. Mm. Um, I'm gonna have to say I think. Uh, Nomadland uh, might take that one only because I do feel like sometimes as much as I always vote for them to kind of spread out the awards and say all right well like everybody kind of gets one I feel like a lot of times you know movies will get momentum and then like sweep like four or five categories and I could definitely see um, Nomadland uh, taking home a lot of these prizes and so I feel like maybe this yeah. would be kind of a start of a momentum for that movie. That that's definitely possible. Okay, so um, best score. Yes, best what do you score. Think, Mike? Um, I'm gonna say almost contrary. To, uh, you know what? Actually, I changed my mind. I'm gonna go Soul because people yeah. love John Batiste. Uh, I mean, mm. like, I again having not seen the movie, it's one of the top on my list of to see before the actual Oscars. But, um, you know, just, like, the jazz presence in the movie, I, I feel like that could definitely be a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's been sweeping the award circuit, so it really is a very safe bet. Bet, and, like I said, people love John Baptiste. Like, like I love Colbert. I always love him when he talks with him. Yeah. And so it's nice to see him get all this recognition. And then he, it's also him, though, and also the, the people from the Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. But they're actually up for, they're actually up against themselves, though, because they're also up for doing the score for Mank. Yeah. Mm. Atticus but, Ross yeah, did, I, I, did both. Yeah. I, but I think it's definitely going to go to Soul. I mean, it, like I said, it's been sweeping the awards, and music is such an important part of the film. Like, I just don't see it not winning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Original song. Original song. Um, I'm going to go with Hear My Voice from uh, Trial of Chicago 7. Mm. I think Speak speak Now from One Night in Miami. I mean, you got a, you got Leslie Odom Jr., Aaron Bird himself behind it. And, and also, I mean, like, he also act like it's people, he acted in the film, so like, there's that, and like he just has the amazing vocals in it. Okay. And it has I, a nice message behind it. I didn't know that, so I'm changing my vote. I'm saying <laughs> speak, speak now from One Night in Miami. 
That's my vote. Though it's it's gonna be I'm gonna find it very funny if Leslie Odom Jr. gets the EGOT before Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, <laughs> I think that's very possible. <laughs> because because if he gets this, um, he's just the Emmy short because because the Grammys now award the whole cast for it. So he got the Grammy for Hamilton. He got the Tony for Hamilton. This if he wins this, that'll be his Oscar. He just needs the Emmy, which is. It might be a little easier while Lynn still needs to get the Oscar. So I would find it like they're both almost you certainly going to eventually get the EGOT, but I find it hilarious if Leslie beats him to do it first. Yeah, I I'll be shocked if um, if you know Lynn doesn't pick it up next year for uh, In the Heights, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, and he has another movie that he did a Disney movie too that's coming out that he did the music for. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, he's. He's gonna have all these chances, like you said. Lynn, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Exactly. He's gonna get it, but but like you said, if Leslie gets it before him, it's just gonna be hilarious, though. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. All right. Both well deserved. I I'll so um let's go um to animated film. I mean, I heard a lot of good things about Wolfwalkers. Like, like in another year, it probably would have like easily won, but. It's not another year. You know, you're, you're up against pick. Not only up against Pixar, but you're up against Pixar at its best. Like yeah, I was so, gonna say I, I I have a bit of not not pick, Pixar fatigue's not the right word because I always love what they do like all the time. But it's almost like it's similar to how I feel about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like when just one person just keeps winning and they keep winning and they keep succeeding. <laughs> Time after time after time, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you're the, you're the best at what you do. We got it. Like, so I almost would want Wolf Walkers to win only for that reason that I just feel like every time Pixar makes a movie, they just win by default. In fact, like they're the reason this category exists because you know they snubs mm-hmm. Toy Story and and all those kind of movies. Yeah. But um, but that, but though, actually though they didn't win the first time though they had Monsters Inc. And it launched to Shrek. I... Shrek won the first animated feature. It's funny because, like, DreamWorks is, in so many ways, a sec, like, the, the wannabe Pixar. But that... Shrek is uh, DreamWorks at its best. And, like, it definitely deserved to be Monsters. Like, but it's just funny that, like, they did their best at just the right time so they could get the first Oscar. <laughs> that is funny. I did not know that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're 100% right that this is soul yeah. slam dunk. No questions asked. I mean, I mean, I, honestly, I, I've seen a lot of the best picture nominees. Soul was my favorite film of the year. I was, I felt it got snubbed in original screenplay and best picture. Sure, maybe not winning those awards, but the fact that it wasn't even nominated to me, I thought was a snub because it was just such an amazing film. Like, it's in a way that's hard to describe. Like, like just how amazing this film is. Mm. So, like I said. Like I said, I heard a lot of good things about Wolfwalkers. If it was up against, you know, like, you know, the more average Pixar movie, like Brave, it probably, Wolfwalkers would probably have won. But, I mean, Soul is Pixar at its best. It, it doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's all of the, you know, less major categories, unless I'm, unless I'm forgetting one. Um, well, I mean, it depends on, do you want to touch on the shorts or the documentaries? Because we skipped those. Oh, I don't know anything about the documentaries or the shorts, to be honest. Yeah, those are... Oh, and I also skipped... I, I, those I are also you, skipped the international film. Yeah, those are usually the um, 
the ones I know the least about. Animated short, I'll touch on real quick because those are the ones that I almost always consistently do see just because they're mm. short, so I can watch all of mm. them. And I'd say, uh, if anything happens, I love you will definitely be the one, in my opinion. I could mm. see maybe, maybe yes, people, but I, I really think it's any, if anything happens, I love you. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I didn't see any of the other shorts. Uh, I know that. Um, you know, Oscar Isaac did one of the short films. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Uh, so maybe that. Uh, I think The Letter Room. Yeah, The Letter Room was Oscar Isaac's mm. short film. So maybe that one. But Two Distant Strangers, I'm hearing good things about that. Mm. So maybe. Yeah. In terms um, of best documentary. Yeah, best documentaries. Oh, wait, yeah, I well, uh, just touching on it real quick. I I really don't know anything about it. Um, uh, just to be complete, I will guess my octopus teacher for uh, best documentary, and I'm gonna say for the love of Letitia for short subject. Mm. Moving on uh, to international. It, it's a, okay. This one is the easiest category to predict because another round was nominated for best director. What, when you get an international film, and it's the only international film nominated for Best Director, you can basically guarantee it's going to win. Like, like it, right. I guarantee it's going to be another round. It was, it was similar to Parasite last, last year. We were yeah. like, we, we weren't sure if it was going to win Best Picture, but the fact that it was nominated for Best Picture meant it instantly won Best International Film. Yeah. So, another round, put it in the book. They might as well give it out of it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So now, now we got all the technical ones, right? Uh, that uh, yeah, we got next up uh, best adapted screenplay. Okay, that's good. Go to Nomadland. See, I actually was wasn't as huge of a fan of Nomadland to be honest. Like, I was very hyped for it, for it because of all like the award buzz around. I, I like usually love like any film that gets a, a, a award buzz. I'm usually like like the the, the person who loves those films, but I saw it. I, I was just bored during it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like, and I, like, and I've seen films that other people would describe as bored that I enjoyed, but this one, I'm like, nah, I'm bored. Like, I just uh, couldn't really get to it. But despite it not being my personal choice, I can see, I can read the writing on the wall, and it's definitely gonna win. Gotcha. What about best original screenplay? I agree with you for the record. Mm -hmm. uh, best original uh, screenplay. Uh, that one is is more debatable. Remind me of the nominees. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, uh, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. See, Trial of the Chicago Seven has a chance, chance because it's a big film. But I, I think it's really coming down to Minari and Promising Young Woman. Has like, uh, has, has Sorkin won before? He yes, he won for that the screenplay for the Social Network. Okay, in that case, I think it'll go to Minari. Yeah, exactly. I, I can definitely see see this going to Minari, but I can see promising young woman, which I, I didn't see Minari. I saw promising young woman, great screenplay, like great in, like original concept. So promising young woman definitely deserves it. Can't say if it deserves it more or less than Minari though, because I ha haven't seen it. Mm. Supporting actress? I cannot pronounce her name. I, I'm, I'm not going to make a fool of myself trying to pronounce it, but the one from Minari is most likely going to get it, but 
this is the one category where I could almost see anybody nominating it, pulling an upset and winning it. Yeah, I could totally see Olivia Coleman for The Father. Uh, I've heard really good things about her performance. Yeah. Again, I said Glenn Close, you know, she's obviously very celebrated. So, yeah. See, I, Glenn Close is in a weird spot with this film because she's one of the most celebrated actresses and been nominated like a million times for the Oscars yet never won. So, like, some people just want to give it to her already. But also, from what I hear, that film kind of sucked. So, it's like... So yeah, it's, but I could totally see this being, like, an apology award. Yeah. So, as I'm saying, like, I could really just see it going anyway. But the one from Minari, again, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. Try and pronounce her name. But I feel she's the best bet. Gotcha. Alright, supporting actor. Uh, that one, it, it, see, for, for the longest time, Leslie Odom Jr. had it in the bag, but then Daniel Kaluuya just ran past him somehow. I still don't know how Lakeith, uh, what's his last name? Um, Stanfield? Stanfield, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. I don't know how he was nominating this, because all the campaign was him leading actor, and that's the only way Daniel Kaluuya loses this, if, if they cause a split in the vote. Yeah, and then it might go to like Leslie Oldham Jr. But that that is an unlikely, that's a possible but unlikely scenario. It's almost certainly going to go to Daniel Kaluuya though, but yeah. Black Messiah. I have to agree, a hundred percent to Daniel Kaluuya. Mm -hmm. Best actress. All right, best actress. This one is another one that's pretty in flux. I, but I've actually seen. Oh, I've seen th three of the five. So I've seen Promising Young Woman. I've seen Nomadland. I see Mom Rainey's Black Bottom. And I think Carrie Mulligan by far gave the best performance out of the three of them. Like, she played, one, it was a very different role than her previous roles. Why I feel like, like, Frances McDormand, great actress. I feel like there's a lot of similarity in all of her roles. Like, like though, you know, not much range. Bio Davis, it's like, I feel like, um, she, even though it's Mom Rainey's Black Bottom, I feel like she was almost more of a supporting character, though, to it, surprisingly. Like, mm -hmm. like she was great when she was on on screen, but I feel like she wasn't on screen that much, so I find it hard to give it to her. Like, yeah. like I said, I think, I think it's Carrie Mulligan. Mm. I, my my votes are going to actually be for uh, Vanessa Kirby. Uh, again, I haven't seen Pieces of a Woman, but I've just heard like a lot of like heartbreakingly good things about you know how that movie kind of tackles like the idea of like infertility and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I could really see that bringing out a pretty strong performance. But I haven't heard any of the buzz, so I could definitely see what you're saying. Um, mm -hmm. And really, all of these people look, you know, this is like a very stacked category, so. Uh, best uh, actor. Uh, Alright, this, uh, I really, you know, this one we'll spend a minute talking about. Um, I guess the big question is, is Chadwick Boseman going to get the posthumous win? Yeah, well, here's the th see, if Chadwick Boseman did not sadly pass away this year, it would be a neck-and-neck -neck battle between him and Anthony Hopkins. So, like, that... I didn't see the father. I heard amazing things about it. I have seen Mark Laney's Black Bottom, and his perform like is just amazing. Like, like it, like it's just hard to describe. But like the emotion he gives in that film, like, like, and like he plays like his character, like, is the kind of character that if you met in real life, you kind of would think is a jerk. 
in a way, but like, see him on the screen, you want to rule for him, like, oh, he's a fun jerk kind of thing. Yeah. And, and just like the most, like, he really put all of his emotion into this, like, like I said, if he didn't pass, it would be a neck and neck battle. However, yeah. when you add his amazing performance on top of his, you know, sad, early death, it makes it an utter lock for him to win it. Yeah, I really and just... like I said, it's a much-deserved Oscar, though. It's oh, not, yeah, oh, I mean... Well, he only won because he died. No, right. it's much-deserved. It's it's similar to, you know, the conversation around uh, Heath Ledger after he passed. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those things that it's like, yes, like, the fact that he sadly... Ha like, he had this amazing career that was tragically cut short. Um, mm. I think it just makes it a lock. Um but it's not it's not because of that but that just yeah adds to the fact of like Anthony Hopkins has won Oscars before he will still probably be nominated for more Oscars like in yeah. his life um whereas unfortunately we're not going to get any more performances by Chadwick Boseman he's like a larger than life figure i mean Black Panther like was one of the yeah. first you know first comic book movie to be nominated for best picture like and he was definitely no mm. small part of that so yeah put that one in the books yeah. All right, mm -hmm. best director. Okay, this one is another one. Pretty certain on is is again. It's not my personal pick, but Chloe's out for No Man's Land. She's getting all the buzz, all the world lead up to it, and also though, it, it doesn't help. I, I mean, it doesn't hurt the fact that um the 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 time win right now, like they're trying to be my more diverse. Now I'm not saying this is like a diversity win, but it doesn't hurt. Is what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. it adds to it adds to what is already already strong case. Again, not in my opinion, because the the film just I don't know didn't didn't resonate with me. But from all the critics, love the film. So it was already a strong case for Chloe Zhao. When you add the fact that she's the first woman, the first non-white woman to be nominated for for directed ever. So like, when you add that to it, and when you and when you, so when you look at the big picture, it's like. I don't see how they she could lo lose because like like I said she had all the momentum going in there and they're not gonna want to be like oh instead of giving it to you we're gonna give it to this we're gonna give it to, well I mean there's only two white guys nominated so it, like but I definitely see that's why David Fincher uh, and the one from another round don't even have a chance because when all the momentum is going to a woman of color color and like you, they're not gonna want to be like no let's give it to the white guy instead they're not. They're not that tone deaf. Like, like I said, now, if... if I don't know. I mean, I never just, I never put anything past the Academy. Like, it's a, like I said, it's a small... Ch if anybody beats her out, it's going to be either Emerald... Uh, what the hell heck is her last name? Fennel. 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 Or Lee... Was it Lee Isaac Chang? Is, is that right? Yeah, Lee Lee Chung. Oh. I, I, I Lee Isaac like, Chung. Oh, Lee's Isaac Chung. If, if, if anybody beats her out, it'll be one of those two people. So at least it's not going to uh, a white guy, but I'm still a Chloe Zhao, most likely. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I kind of see Chloe Zhao taking this one. I mean, plus, I mean, mm -hmm. Disney, they, they really want to, you know, right in front of the Eternals, they want to put from the Academy Award Boy. winning Chloe Zhao. Yes, yes. You know what? Maybe that's why we haven't gotten an Eternals uh, uh, trailer yet because they know she's gonna win it. So like, well, let's not make any trailers until we can accurately put that in there. 
Exactly. Yeah. But see now, ironically, I for best picture, I could see No My Land losing out. Like, now don't get me wrong, No My Land is the safe bet. If I had to put my money on something, I'll put it on No Man's Land. But I can see an upset happening here. I can see Minari taking the Oscar because again, again, whether it's right, right or wrong, wrong. Yeah, when you look at the the world we're living in right now, especially with all the unfortunate violence against Asian communities and stuff, I can see the the well want to give a film that celebrates Asian communities a win. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I could I like could totally see that. Like I said, the save money is still on Nomad's Land. Like, that's what the save money is. But if anybody's going to pull the upset, I'll put it on Maneri because, I, like I said, because of the, you know, of the unfortunate world where they want to give the, you know, a, a win to a group, a group that, has, you know, has dealt with a lot in just the past few months, let alone the whole, the past year. Yeah. Mm. And like I said, it's not like, oh, well, it only got it because of that. No, like, this is a... Again, I haven't seen myself, but all the reviews, like, it was getting wave reviews already, so it's like, uh, it's, you know, just added to what already is getting. Yeah, I agree. That, like, um, I, I, I do feel like it will be Nomadland. I mean, there is, I do think there is an outside chance for Mank. I mean, like I said, I, I don't put anything past the Academy. It is a film about the best, like, you know, the greatest film of all time. Uh... So I could totally yeah. see that. Be I mean, like I said, it, maybe yeah, the old Academy versus the new Academy. You know, I'm sure the young voters yeah. eat it up. They they love like, you know, Howard Bankowitz and that whole story. Yeah. And so, but, see, but I mean, I do feel like you are correct. I do feel like Nomadland yeah. or possibly Minari yeah. for a lot of the reasons that you yeah. said. I see. I like to make, but I had a lot of problems with it. And mainly just the inaccuracy of it. Like, it's been a long debunked myth that Herman Mankiewicz, like, wrote, wrote, her, wrote Citizen Kane by himself. Like, it was, like, based on a, a, one article that, like, that article was heavily debunked. Like, like yes, like, that, no, Orson Welles did heavily write, write Citizen Kane with Herman Mankiewicz. But the film, like I said, puts, puts the inaccurate... Picture that oh no he he wrote this all by himself like and that that kind of annoys me because like no like like you sell you sell Austin Wells short for no reason here mm -hmm. so, so so that's that's one of the reasons why Mank didn't rub me right now out of the films I seen though I got to say but on the one I liked the most I would probably go Promising Young Woman woman that for best picture like like I said it was just a very original take from it. It seems fun because from the, going by watching the trailers for it, you can't really tell what direction they're going in the film. So, which is, and even in the film itself, like, they don't make it clear, like, no spoilers, but they don't make it clear what direction this film is going in. It's like, uh, like, like 20 minutes into it. Like, oh, okay, like, you don't even get, like, wait, what is going? It's kind of like, wait, is this happening? But it's just such a great and original film that that yeah. was probably my my favorite. Like like I said, No Man Land just didn't resonate with me. The trailer of Chicago Seven saw that. If you see the trailers, you basically see the movie though. Like it's exactly I mean, the movie that it looks like I've, from the trailers. Like 
I, I've seen. Like, oh, I've look at these great performances. I was gonna say I I've seen an Aaron Sorkin movie in my life. I mean, yeah. I love like, Aaron like, Sorkin. I love him, but it's great performances, and that's kind of it to it. Like, like that's kind of it to it, though. Like, great performances, great dialogue, but like. No, not really much action. It's just people talking to each other. That's really all that happens. I mean, it's a court mm. movie, but it, nothing revolutionary about it. Nothing groundbreaking about it. It's just a very, like, it's a good movie, but it's a very basic movie. Yeah. So, so like I said, like, it's the kind of movie that if you see the trailers, you, you, get, you get it. Like I said, Promising Young Woman, you see the trailers, you don't get it. You don't get it until you actually see the film. Mm -hmm. Chicago 7, you get it. Um, let's see, no, like I said, no Madison just did not resonate with me. Can't say why. What about, uh, and Judas and the Black Messiah? You think we're going to Didn't Kugler? see that. Uh, didn't gotcha. see that. Didn't see that one. Didn't see Minari, which I really wanted to see Minari. I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely, uh, I mean, I, I look forward to, um, you know, whatever wins. You know, I'm going to try and catch up as much as I can this weekend. But mm -hmm. obviously, you know, usually my goal is you know, in the next year to watch whatever, you know, all the winners are, so I look forward to watching a lot yeah. of these amazing films. Mm. But, and yeah, it's interesting, I, I mean, it's interesting, um, you know, obviously there are a lot of movies we haven't seen, but, you know, how much of this outside politics and apology awards and, you know, posthumous things, and mm. it's interesting how many other yeah. factors other than just the quality of the movie go into the Oscars. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Like I said, like I said, and that's what that is definitely without a doubt true. I mean, you know what? Because it's that's what it's like when it's voted on anything by people. People vote on emotion. Like, yeah, that's why we're people. Like, like, like that's just how these things are. So people, like, like I said, are emotion. Oh, well, this person's due. Oh, well, this person just won last year, so I'm not voting for them. Like yeah. All right. So before uh, we before we uh, close out, um, is there any you know you mentioned Soul, but are, were there any big, huge? I mean, this was a weird year for the Oscars, right? I mean, we got to talk about mm, that. Um, but, is there any big big snubs or or missed opportunities? I mean, do you think they should have just skipped the Oscars this year? Some people were saying that, or do you think they should have not made but, this extension? Uh, what do you? Now, any I, other thoughts? I'm, I'm fine. Well, that I would have liked to see Regina King get nominated for best director. I really mm -hmm. liked One Night in Miami. Like I felt like it. It barely got any award recognition. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it got, I, got, I, I got nominated like for it. three three awards. So yeah, but, yeah I, I mean, just like it was wonderful. Best picture and best director. I didn't get either of those. Like, like that one was a bit disappointing. Pointed. Um, I guess it's that I would have like liked to see um the kid kid from News of the World. She did an amazing performance. I would have liked to see her nominated for Best Supporting Actress instead of yeah. No Offense to Glenn Coast, but she has enough nominations. Like, like let's not nominate Glenn Coast for what is a what from what I hear a terrible movie, and let's nominate this new upcoming kid from what it was an amazing movie and an amazing performance. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I have not heard good things about Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, I just don't... I'm not against it as much as I don't understand Lakeith 
Stanfield's nomination just because like everything was lead actor, lead actor, lead actor, and then he got support. Like, like I just I even just on a technical level, like how did he get enough? Like, did he tell all the voters? Oh, only vote for him for support. Support even despite what Warner Brothers is telling you. Did some, did not people decide for their own he was supported? Like, I don't even know how tech like from a technical standpoint he got the nomination. Yeah, so I mean, usually, like, isn't... yeah, usually you have to have the studio put you in for a specific award. So, you yeah. know, you would you would think that could only happen if um, you know Warner Brothers put him in that category, which. But you know, they, it's happened they a couple have, times. They wouldn't put them against each other, though. They, they, Warner Brothers wanted him in. Warner Brothers wanted to push him for lead and cool off for supporting, so they didn't have to worry about split vote. Mm. So, like I said, it makes no sense why he was nominated. Like I, said, I didn't see his performance. Can't say whether or not he deserved it. It's just weird that he was nominated. Yeah, that is very strange, and I do think there is a good chance that it will go to Leslie Odom yeah. Jr. because of that split vote. But yeah, even Lakeith Stanfield was like, did it like we what a support actor? Like he was totally caught off guard. Like he was he was very happy about the nomination, but also very like what <laughs> about the nomination? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean it was pretty predictable, which is not bad. I mean, it's predictable because these are the best movies, so... Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I was joking around that, like, you know, earlier, if, uh, you know, if they didn't if they didn't extend the Oscars, you know, we would have seen, like, Bloodshot nominated for Best Picture. Um, so yeah. I, I, do, I do think, um, at the end of the day, all these are great movies. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, all well, these movies I have, all these it. movies I haven't seen, they're all amazing, I can tell, just by looking at the poster. They all seem amazing, except for the Hillbilly movie. <laughs> uh, Alright, well. Uh, I, think that's it. I think it's time to wrap it up. I think it's time to wrap it up. My camera's already restarted once, so. Alright, so. Until next time, I, I'm JD, I think that's how you say it. I'm Mike. And this has been. And thank you for watching. Off topic. And this has been off topic. We really need to work on ending. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>